Welcome back, everyone, to the season finale of The Boardman. I'm your host, Jake Ehrman, and alongside me, I'm with my co-host, uh, Aiden Kavanaugh. What's up, everybody? What a, uh, what a season two we had there, Herm. Huh? How about how about the season two? I think I think it couldn't have gone any uh, any better, any better. Yeah, that? I mean, I think I think I mean we'll get into it, but we have we have a very happy ACAB in yeah. season two of the Board Men. I think that's great. Um, college basketball this year. I mean, I'm already missing it. Uh, we had a great season overall. Thought the tournament was pretty entertaining. Um, you got you had our Cinderella teams uh, making. You know the elite elite eight in St. Peter's, um, and a lot of great storylines, a lot of great stars um, that we got to watch. Mm-hmm. And overall, thought it was a great season. Yeah, um, I agree. So to get into this episode, we're gonna do a recap of the Final Four. So quickly talk about the two games, which were Kansas versus Villanova and UNC versus Duke, and then we will close it all off with a all our all final four teams. Um, but to start, let's talk about the final four. Uh, first game was Kansas versus Villanova. Uh, Kansas scored 81 points against a good Villanova team coached by Jay Wright. Uh, Kansas uh, ended up winning 81-65. ACAV? Um, yeah, I mean, this was a beat down from the beginning. Uh, they were up. They were up really big, really early, and they didn't. I was I was worried for a bit that they would um, that Nova would come back, but they realistically uh, a wire to wire win ended up winning by sixteen. I don't think they got any closer than like eight points, if I'm not mistaken, um, in the second half. And uh, I don't know contributions from all around. Ochai went six for seven from three. That's ridiculous. Kansas shot really well, um, breaking a really elite defense that Nova always has. And um, I would I was sort of confident about Kansas because um, because Justin Moore was hurt in the Elite Eight, but realistically, with, with him or without him, they weren't going to win. The way they Kansas played and the way Nova played, they weren't going to win with him either way. So I just think that was a great win by Kansas, and then you know set them up for the championship game. Um, you'll probably have something similar. Yeah, I think. Um... I think that overall, the thing that stood out to me was, yeah, they shot really well, um, and and Villanova really looked like they were seeing ghosts out there without, you know, their second best score and, and more. Um, yeah. But Kansas defense, man, I've been preaching this on the mm. podcast, impressive since impressive. season since season one. It's now season two. Defense wins you championships. Kansas defense was terrible throughout the year. In the tournament, they were straps. Yeah. This was a different Kansas team than you saw all year. Kansas was able to get by, sneak out wins um, by, you know, getting clutch shots from Ochai and being able to, you know, out-bully teams um, in the Big 12. In this tournament, it started with defense, and you saw it. You saw it in, in this, especially in this Villanova game. Colin Gillespie looked like, he didn't know what to do without his second best scorer on the team. He played really well, by the way, shout out him. He did play well. He, he was the only person that really could get going. Samuel struggled. Samuel was horrible. 
Yeah, he struggled to get McCormick. McCormick babied him. Yeah. It, mm. it, overall, we kind of said it beforehand in our preview um, last episode. It was one of those things that the matchup couldn't be better for Kansas this time around just yeah. because they had no big man play. It was evident. Um, I know some people were worried when Villanova went on their run, but overall, I kind of, I kind of wasn't worried at all. I thought Kansas kind of was in control of that game the whole time. Yep. But how about the game, the other game in the final four, I would argue might be one of the best games in the whole tournament. And that was I, UNC I, against Duke. And that was an would, 81 yeah. 77 win for UNC knocking off coach K in his, you know, last, last dance game. run. Yeah. I would go as far to say as I think that was one of the best, not not only most meaningful and impactful, but it was one of the best college basketball games probably ever. I mean, let's think about it this way. You, the biggest rivals in the sport played each other in the, for the first time in the tournament in the final four in coach K's last year in Hubert David's first, first year. And one of them was, is Duke, the two seed, you know, could have been one if they won the ACC tournament versus UNC, who was a bubble team before the last week of the season, before they beat, beating Duke and put them in the tournament. Correct. That is, that that was one of the most highly, that was probably the most highly anticipated non-championship matchup ever. And it lived up to the billing. And that was one of the best games I've ever seen. I mean, that was what, what the way Caleb Love played in that second half, it's unbelievable. I mean, Palo was unbelievable. I, that 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 game was absolutely ridiculous, and then UNC coming back on top to set up this blue blood Final Four against Kansas. It was really just a ridiculous game. And honestly, if Duke was if, if Duke was going to end up winning that game, I feel like they would have ended up winning the championship. But you know what? They didn't, and Coach K got sent home packing, which was absolutely rich. And Hubert Davis went to the championship in his first year, but. The last yeah. game of the season. Current. Well, I I also I mean, yeah. I think in that game too. How about how about Baycott? I mean, yeah, he's impressive, man. He had what twenty one rebounds? Dude, he's not even the biggest man on the court ever. He's like six ten. That man is a monster on he's the board. Monster. Him, Shout him, and Caleb Love in that game had two of the most impressive performances from a college basketball players I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I I couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, Gail Blood, this whole tournament has been insane. I mean, he was, Gail Blood was insane against um, Baylor. uh, No, not even UCLA. Right. Yeah. And everyone was saying, oh my God, like that was one of the best performances. And then he topped it against Duke when he hit maybe one of the greatest clutch shots I've ever seen in college basketball. I mean, there's, there's definitely, don't get me wrong. There's definitely better shots that have happened in the tournament, but that's cold. You're, you're up one, you're up one with um, like, I don't know, 10, 10 seconds, 15 seconds left in the game. And you hit a deep contested three. To go up four? Yeah. Oh, my God. That guy is ice. And not to mention that that game probably sealed him as a first-round pick, maybe even lottery pick, 
in the draft. Ooh. No, I'm so he's, Oh no, are you ready for this though? I was I would agree with you. But on mon, on that on Monday, he took okay, a let's dump get into his, it. He took a dump in his pants against Kansas. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I did I could I'm not gonna lie. Like let's let's talk about this game or the national yeah. championship against Kansas, the Jayhawks and the UNC. It was 40 to 27 at halftime. Herm. Yep. Henry Linares was just giving support. You were, I tweeted out worried. It was, it was weird. It was weird. It was like the game's not over, but it, it, I, honestly, it kind of felt like it was. Like, I, I don't know. It, it was such a big lead, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? I actually feel like something ridiculous might happen. What did I, what did I text you at halftime? He said, there's, uh, no, obviously, there's a ton of time. I said, they're a second-half team. They've been like this the whole tournament. Yeah. Look what happened against Miami. I know the lead wasn't, you know, 16 points, but... It was still I, it was still a seven-point deficit at halftime against Miami, and they just... Yeah. I second half by Kansas, man. I, I had a feeling in my gut that Kansas was going to come back and win this game. They and did. when they did it, I mean, wow. Dude, it was like a five-point game, like four minutes into the half. Their defense was straps. Their defense was ridiculous. And let me tell you what, Herm, what have what I been saying the whole year if Kansas is going to win or lose? What had to happen? McCormick had to go off, and he did. And he, in the tournament, the entire tournament besides Creighton, he went off. Yeah. <laughs> he had the two shots down the stretch that won the game, both him. The final one, the hook shot over – um, uh, Not big, uh, Manic. Who shot over Brady Manic? I mean that. Who? It, it, it's the most fitting thing ever. I mean, obviously Ochai was he, he was solid again. Like he didn't shoot that well from the field. Um, Wait, like can we Brown talk about this? Of, can we talk about this? Ochai Abaji is a unbelievable player and will yeah, be a top ten pick in the NBA draft. No one talked about how bad he shot his fucking pants in that game. Yes, his defense was elite. Yeah, he played exactly really great well. defense. Offensive. He was on Caleb Love, who was the hottest player in college basketball the whole tournament, and held him to how many points? Like fifth? No, not even fifteen. I think he had. I'll tell you right now. Uh, he, he dude, he didn't have fifteen. He had. There are memes about it because thirteen like, points. Yeah, 13 no, points. yeah, he was not good. Okay, and so down the stretch, so, by the way, down the stretch, Caleb Love missed like was like was like bombing layups and shit. Like he he was not, he had a terror, my, he had yeah, a, my point is my point is, my point is yes, you play great defense. I don't care if you're the worst player on the court or you're the best player on the court. To miss four meaningful free throws down oh, the stretch. It seemed like it was more than that, dude. I, it might be. It might be. He could not. Buy a free throw, and he's a good free throw shooter. Like, I don't good, he's, he's, no, he's like a a sixty something percent. But for a player who shoots forty percent from the field, it's almost from forty percent from three. How do you shoot sixty percent from the line and go start? Over that was seventy five, but he started like zero for five from the line. And I that could like, that can't happen. That if if Kansas had lost that game, it would have been because of him. You like they Kansas as a team left a ton at the line, but they left 
but he is specifically lost, like left at least five. I counted at least five that he left at the line. He literally went one for three when he got fouled at the three point line. When it was a, they could have taken the lead. Yeah, that that's point. true. That's true. Like um, it, it didn't end yeah. up mattering, but I definitely wanted to talk about that because yeah. the fact that he won player of the final four, basically player of the game. I don't know. Do you know what I think should have won it? I was just going to say this. Yeah, Christian Brown. Yeah, I agree. Won it. His defense in the final four was unbelievable. Both games. He had 12 and 12 in the championship. He was the I was going to say he had 12 and 12. Yep. Um, and I guess the point I was making before that whole Ochai spiel was that it was fitting that even though there are a lot of good players who stepped up, that McCormick was the one to seal the game for the national championship yeah. after being so bad for parts and being good on the others. The, this, the, his roller coaster ride of a season finishing up on top was. It was fitting. It was magical. I liked it too. It was, you know, it was magical. It was magical. It, really it was. Cool. That was a great. That was a magical game, Herman. It was. Uh, and it was like, the it last was, thing. The the last thing I want to talk about, um, is how about those clutch shots down the stretch by Remy Martin? Yeah. Holy shit! Those those threes were huge. The corner pocket was like a fadeaway. Uh, absolutely ridiculous by him. He was he was excellent. If, if they didn't have if they didn't have him, they would not have not at all have. A, if they didn't have him, they wouldn't have been Creighton. Straight yeah, up. No, like, I I agree. I agree. He, he he was the X he was the X factor for him. I mean, oh no, I mean, no, sorry. McCormick, if McCormick was the first X factor, because if he played well, yeah. they won. If he shit himself, he lost. Ryan Martin was the second. His 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 come up after the injury and the entire yeah, I mean, Big Twelve and in the national tournament. You know every time, every time Kansas needed a bucket, it felt like it was going to him. And the, the other thing that was most impressive about it is he looked so lost in the first half of that game yeah. in the national they championship. He just too big at the first half. Yeah. He was long and short. Like it was just like he, it felt like he had no feel for his shot. And then the second half came, he saw the first one bank in, and it was just over. It was over. He he was so locked in. I was very impressed. Yeah, I mean, Kansas, Kansas as a whole was very impressive. Like I, there was not really one person in the whole starting lineup that yeah. you can't talk about because, Honestly. like Harris's well, defense was incredible. Dude, you can say the whole. Tr- it, it, this seems like it to be like a trend for any team that wins the championship or goes to it. The whole lineup has to play well. They do. They do, and yeah. that's what the, the UNCs did. Let's talk about UNC for a second, because you have to let's let's give them credit, because the way they put it together when they had to down the stretch of the season, like that that's a top five starting lineup, and the fact that they had to had to have all of them step up and come together towards the end and have that run was impressive. Brady Manic averaging like twenty a game, Baycock in like fifteen and twenty, Caleb Love. Davis was amazing. Leaky blocks a strap. Like, let's give them credit for Hubert Davis's first because it seemed like because their road was not easy. They had a Marquette, whatever, eight seed. Okay. And then mm-hmm. you had Baylor, which they beat, and the rest were against them the whole time. You had UCLA, who's good, as we know. St. Peter's, obviously, they kicked their ass, but that was like the biggest Cinderella run ever at the time. 
Yep. And get to beat Duke. And they've they and if Kansas didn't explode in the second half like they did on both sides of the ball, they would have won the championship. And let's, give, let's give UNC some credit here. Um, I know I know you would, but uh, I, well, shout you know out I love them. They played I've, really well. I was I mean, for anyone who follows the Twitter would know that we were on UNC the whole tournament. Yeah. Um, it it felt like every single time they were getting their line was so disrespectful and they just they they were cover machines they were cover machines and they and their money lines were like plus big money like over 150 every every time and i mean in a national championship game too i want to there's one person i really want to uh shout out and that's puff johnson Mm, puff. come up to come yeah. off the bench and play 18 minutes and have a stat line of 11, one and six when you don't get any run for like the whole year and you're put in the biggest game of like your life as a college basketball player, as a student athlete. He showed up. He gave emotion. Everyone, I know on Twitter, some people were saying that he had like heat exhaustion and exhaustion. Like that's not what happened. He got hit in the stomach and lost. He like lost his breath. Like, Got the uh, the wind knocked out of him. He was great. I was so impressed with him. Puff was good. Yeah, yeah. Puff was good, dude. You, we I give you UNC credit. That that was a great national championship, and obviously, the right team came out on top, didn't it? And uh, Kansas are national champions for the first time since two thousand eight. It was it. great. Um, I love it. So I think we just let's just go straight into it. Um, I think we're gonna give our starting five of the all final four team. And we're going to give one honorable mention. Yep. All right. I can start with the guards. The two guards I chose were Caleb Love and uh, Ochai. The two guard two guards or wings is what I chose. I chose those two. Uh, Caleb Love's performance it was for essentially their performances in the final four um, against, against Duke and Villanova. I mean, you, Ochai was amazing against Villanova on both sides of the ball um, defensively. What he did on Caleb Love in the national championship was impressive. And the way Caleb Love beat Duke, I mean, straight up, like he deserved it on there anyways. I'm pretty sure he got it there in real life. I think that was – I know both of them were on the first team. Um, and you just like, I, that, those are my guards. I mean, I, I didn't even have to think twice about it. Um, okay, so I agree with Caleb Love. Um, and then I was going back and forth, um, on the second guard. Um, I went with Braun, um, Brown, Brown, Brown. I just thought that like he did exactly what he needed to. He had 12 and 12 in the the championship. And I think he had like 15 points in the final four game and had like eight rebounds. Like he just, he was every time. He was given the ball, like he got a he got a bucket. And mm-hmm. for me, I mean, he was my he was my pick for the final four player of the the tournament, whatever that's considered. Um, he was my pick for it, especially. I mean, I texted ACAB after this, so that's why I put Brown on. But I think um, the other person I was going with was like Roach. I thought Roach was great. Jeremy Roach for Duke mm. was great. This whole tournament, um, I know he didn't have a great final four game which is why i ultimately took him out but 
before that, I mean, Duke doesn't win their their Elite Eight game without Jeremy Roach. I mean, he was unbelievable. And that game against Texas Tech, he was unbelievable too in the Sweet 16. And so, for me, I wanted to go Roach. I didn't. Um, And then my three wings that I went with was Paolo because I think that guy was the most dominant player in the whole tournament. And then I had McCormick and Baycott. And then my honorable, my like sixth man honorable mention is Abaji, just because I don't know. I thought looking at the two Kansas guys, they're very, they had very similar stats, kind of. Um, I guess Abaji had more points, but I don't know. I, I maybe it's wrong of me to, to over focus on those free throws, but like, yeah, it is a little, it, I think it is a bit wrong. I think it has to be there, but. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, the free throws were obviously a joke, but what he did on both sides of the ball, I think, for both games was pretty impressive. So that's why I, I mean, think. I, I think him being in a, a mention is not fine. You, if you, if you, the other thing is, I didn't count Abaji as a guard, so that's kind of part yeah. of it. Yeah, I said, he, but, I said he could be. I don't know. I, I just, yeah. Nah, I mean, look, either way, switch out Brown and, and Abaji. I think they're all they're in the top six. Yeah, so I had Christian Braun as my honorable for the okay. reasons you said. Um, and Paolo, he was amazing. Um, he's been amazing all year. He should be the first pick. Like, I, I'm, I'm saying him over Jabari Smith, too. Like, sorry. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Like, it, it, like, if he's Paolo, the next. He, I'm, he I, is. I'm, to say, I, I'm going to go as far as to say if Paolo was on Auburn instead of Jabari Smith, they would not have lost Miami. Like, that's the way they did. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, McCormick has to be there. Obviously, he won them. He was unbelievable in Baycott. I mean, I feel like with this one, there's it seems like there's a pretty consensus showing of who the six best players were. Yeah, I think Manic could have been in there, but yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I think I think Braun was the sixth. And I think Brady Manic's probably the seventh. Um, he was he was really he was really good. I just think yeah, he was really good. He really was. Um, give him credit. He's one of the transferring from OU. He was not like that at OU. I'll tell you that right now. He was not. Um, he was a good uh, shooter, but he was not as dominant he, down low. He got like six blocks against Kansas. Six. Was, like it was like, like four or five or six. One of those. He was impressive. It was more than five. It was more than five. It was impressive. And shout out him also. Shout out Brady Manic. But yeah. Wow. Her season's over. You know, it's feels it feels kind of sad. Sad to me. But Going out on top like this, especially hitting January 31st, Kansas National Championship plus 1,200. That feels even better. That's a cherry on top for, for this uh, pretty wild season, I would say. A bunch of different teams spiking early, having different hot runs, like Auburn. Auburn was 19-1, and Herb, and they lost in the second round to I Miami, know. who I totally faced him. You I know, mean, I said it, they were my favorite team. to win it all. It, I Trust me. I they, they the peacocks her Kentucky. I, well I, I i i thought they could be K- kentucky i would never have predicted that run elite eight that was impressive doug i just going to bryant shout out the bulldogs but um yeah man what a season that was and uh we had a uh we had a pretty solid season here as well or i think uh more things to come in the future um for sure 
I know our I know our Twitter's going off, moving towards the uh, the baseball scene for betting wise. If you, yep. if you have anything to say about that, sure, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. So yeah, we I wanted to stay act. We wanted to stay active on on Twitter um, under the Boardman account. Um, so keep your eyes out on our Twitter and Instagram. Um, like obviously, there's some stuff that we can talk about on Twitter um, about news, like you know, transfer portal um, and um, the recent, um, you know, recruits for next year's classes. But, you know, basketball season's over. Um, so we wanted to kind of shift our focus to an, a different, um, you know, sports league. Yeah. Um, so you'll see picks, um, you know, for NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, but we're going to try to, shift a little bit into MLB and see, you know, if, you know, we can get a, a following for that and see how we do, um, you know, betting wise, um, because we know how much you guys like the betting side of, of sports and, and yep. this podcast. So that's what we're going to do for those who have been riding and, and following our picks. We've actually been extremely hot in MLB um, this week with the national championship picks and, Baseball, um, I'm pretty sure we were up like 10 units. Um, so whatever your unit size is, um, multiply that by 10. If you hit, if you rode every pick, you would have been up. Oh, Herm. Let's go. Oh, let's, keep this, let's keep this heater going. Um, but which, uh, by the way, which for those listening, that's a ridiculous number. If you think that we're going to be able to put that kind of number out there, you're crazy. That's, that's an extreme heater. It's all about return on investment. Yeah, return man. Um, so, yeah, just to wrap things up here, uh, this is it for season two of the board, man. Um, we uh, we definitely uh, it was a great it was a great season to cover. Um, obviously, we'll be we'll be back for next year. We'll probably we'll probably do another pre draft one in the off season the off season episode. But um, I don't know. For for now, this is it from uh from us. I don't know if you have anything else to say here. Yeah, just keep keep your eyes out on Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, we'll definitely have an episode talking about, you know, next year's recruiting classes and transfer portal. Um, and then we'll also have one more episode some before the draft. So keep your eyes out for like two more episodes in the off season and then back to the regular programming, you know, next year um, yeah. around the beginning right. of the season. Thanks for uh for listening all winter and uh we'll see you guys later. All right, thanks guys.